Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, uh, and today is June 12th, 2022, and we're having our fifth show of, of 2022. Uh, and I'm sorry I didn't wasn't able to do a show in May. I was away traveling for part of that, and the rest I needed to catch up on work. So uh, we're going to try to catch up here in my shows as well. So have this show, and then hopefully another one. Probably, again, it won't be till July, given what my calendar looks like, but hopefully I can get a few months coming up here where I can get two shows in a month, but we'll we'll aim for that and see what we can do. But I certainly want to do a show, another show, uh, talking about other topics that we'll address today, but we need to go into some more, uh, a deeper dive on some of them in a, in a subsequent show. So hopefully that'll be the next show. Um, so again, the, the, the topic today is sort of a, a mid-year review because we're only about a week away or so here from, from Cancer, the, 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 the first solstice of the year, the second one being the Capricorn solstice. And it's sort of a time when the sun stands still, which is what that means. And we should pause and think about where we've come since December of 2021 and where we are now here in uh, sort of the middle of 2022 um, and wonder, you know, where we come from, where are we now, where are we going? And uh, we'll take a look at all that. Um, so again, I'll, I'll, I'll do my little uh, talk here first and I'll open up the, the phone lines to all you waiting there. And then if you have a question about the show, uh, the topic that we're talking about today, just let me know that. And just always give me your first name so I know who I'm talking to. Uh, but if you're talking or wish to talk about your own chart or someone else's chart, uh, as often happens, you can certainly just give me your birth date and place. That's enough. And, but if you have time of birth, then I can tell you that much more. Um, and I'd be happy to answer your questions. Um, and of course, if you need to reach me uh, to suggest some ideas for a show or, or topics or questions you'd like to have addressed, uh, you can just shoot me an email at my email address, which is my name, Bill Atri, B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. And of course, you can also find me on the web with uh, the Blog Talk Radio site here and also my uh, two web blogs that I have running side-by-side, uh, one TypePad, one, blog, one um, WordPress, um, as well as um, find me through various mediums like I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of good stuff. So um, shouldn't be too hard to find if you want to reach out to me, including if you want to get a reading perhaps, because that's obviously what I do with much of my time is I help other people with their own charts and uh, relationship questions and family questions and whatever it may be. And I'd be more than happy to take on new clients um, whenever they wish to um, partake of that special, more individual focus upon their chart. And uh, uh, just contact me if you want to do that. Okay? Okay, with all that in mind, let's get oh, one more thing, just uh, talking about what's happening here out there. I should talk about the astrological weather, as it were. And, uh, of course, we just finished up here just days ago, the, the second retrograde of Mercury this year from May 10th to June 3rd. So we won't have another one until the beginning of September. Um, and no other big phenomena coming up in the coming period. There's always stuff happening up there and around, but uh, we won't have Mercury retrograde until May. Um, and so we'll, we'll just we'll keep looking at other things that may be coming along here, both uh, in terms of this 
general phenomena, but all specific phenomena of aspects to natal charts for, you know, countries and corporations and people as the case may arise. Okay. All right. So, so with that in mind, let's turn ourselves to the topic here. And I as I say, just, just in over one week on, on June 21st, in fact, we will find ourselves at one of the four great turnings of the astrological calendar, which is the solstice of cancer. And that makes this a good time to pause and reconsider what are the major astrological themes and messages that are being imparted to us by our planetary companions during this year. As I will often remind my clients and write about in the blog, as well as here on the radio show, I believe we should understand the positions of the planets in the zodiac and their alignments with one another as they orbit around the sun as forming a dynamic spiritual system of illuminations, meanings, and inspirations, which can help us better understand ourselves and our journey here on Earth. The messages and meanings of a particular um, alignment of one planet to another, or indeed of them all, is formed by our understanding of the spiritual qualities that are held in each sign of the zodiac combined with the qualities of being that are held by each planet. However, what this cannot determine nor indicate is the actual circumstances of the phenomena in question. The zodiac and the planets do not form the actual content of any experience or event in question or on any level of manifestation, whether we look at the atomic or chemical microcosms in their spirals and vortices of combinations, or at the more complex organic kingdoms, or indeed all the way up to the human kingdom and beyond, each realm of being, each realm of life, creates and forms its own materials of manifestation, their own realities. It is this unfoldment of spirit in its multiple dimensions and realms of becoming. It is here we find the great pageantry of spirit life consciousness. Then that for everything and everyone we can note the birth or beginning of a manifestation, then follow the arc of becoming in that energy form. And eventually we will come to, in this realm of physical being, the end of that form, which many misunderstand as death. Because this is truth. The entire universe is alive and conscious and ceaselessly becomes the body of the one by means of these dances of spirit through space-time. The whirling dancers of light who weave the stories of birth, life, death, and rebirth. So what, can we, what, so what we can obtain through astrology is a deeper understanding as to the nature of what was born by examining the natal chart of that life form or entity, and then equally understand the arc of its existence as formed by the cycles of the planets between themselves and by the alignments they make to the chart of that being. For our purposes, as we seek to understand our human creation, our self-made selves, and our experiences in the world, that is to say the world we live and walk through each and every day, all the events and processes of our human lives, the disparate range of opportunities and dangers that we face, the joy or the suffering we encounter, all of this is our very own human reality and creation. 
We are responsible for this, as it is we who have made our world. Yes, indeed, the very great part of our reality has been made by us, passed down to us by our ancestors, as is we in turn who are forging our present-day reality on Earth, and at the same time creating the conditions for those who will follow us. As Shakespeare so clearly put it in his play, Julius Caesar, when Cassius says to Brutus, quote, the fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves that we are underlings. The whole purpose behind creation, the essential nature of spirit, is to be and become, to move from non-being into beingness by unfolding and extending from the spiritual hierarchies into the hierarchies of realities or of manifestations of which we humans are one part. We are here for one thing, to learn to be better humans, to become better creators and to take responsibility for what was passed down to us and even more carefully with what we will bequeath to our descendants. So let us turn to our review of the major current influences as revealed to us by our companions in the heavens. I want to stress, as I have many times before, that if we look to one planet's position or to one planet aligning with a planet in a particular chart, we will fail to understand the full meaning and measure of what has happened or will happen. Though astrologers will focus upon one fact or another as they determine the nature of an entity or to determine what the entity is experiencing, the only way to truly understand is to try to hold all these indications and influences as being what they are, part of a larger and integral whole. Nevertheless, we will begin as we have done many times before by considering the meanings and messages of the three outermost planets, Pluto, Neptune, and Uranus. Since 2008 and running until 2024, Pluto has been making its once in every 245 years passage through the sign of Capricorn. As I have noted before, many times before, when Pluto, which is the planet that rules the processes of birth, death, and rebirth, passes through the sign that rules the forms of reality and institutional order, which is Capricorn, that these periods have been characterized by the ending of a particular socio-political system and the rise of a new order in history. Whether we look to the previous passages of 1762 to 1778, which was the endings leading to the beginnings and the birth of our present order, or to 1516 to 1532, or even to 1269 to 1287, each of these times heralded the end of an age and the seeding or beginning of a new one. What happens during such a period is brought about because the very solutions that were formed and made into a new political order, restructurings which were needed to resolve the problems that the previous age had created, that these solutions and restructurings for that previous crisis bring about their very own problems over time. This is because the nature of the solutions of the previous order's crisis creates over the next 250 years their own series or sets of problems. And now the existing order cannot resolve the inherent contradictions it now faces. The breakdown of the old ordering of institutions 
ultimately creates a catharsis of transformation of death and rebirth, leading to actions and reactions that will eventually coalesce into the seeding of a new order in the next passage of Pluto, and that is when Pluto moves to the sign of Aquarius. The last periods for Pluto and Aquarius were from 1778 to 1798, or 1532 to 1553. So we are going through the ending of an age, and it is hard, and we have been, as we have seen, given the history of what happened in those previous times with Pluto in Aquarius, we must understand that there will be much work to do to bring about our new order from 2024 onwards. Pluto is the vessel of the will, of power and control. And as it goes through Capricorn, we have seen the last gas of the old order and powers and the beginnings of a new understanding about will and power rise and emerge from this deconstruction. But as I've noted before, without considering the next outer planet, we will miss a big part of what is happening during each passage of Pluto in Capricorn. It was in a previous show that I noted the integral relationship of the passages of Neptune during the period when Pluto was in Capricorn. Because of the nature of their orbital time periods, it turns out that while Pluto is in Capricorn, Neptune will be in either Pisces or Virgo for much of that time. I find this correspondence to be extremely interesting and helpful in understanding the differences we can see between one period of Pluto in Capricorn and the next. Whereas Pluto holds as the avatar of the will and power, Neptune holds as the avatar of belief and faith. The influence of Neptune moving to the signs can be seen as the story of the unfoldment of shifts of consciousness because Neptune holds the dreams and illuminations which may soar to the greatest heights of unconditional love and yet other times devolve into illusions as to how reality is conceived, experienced, and lived. In our period of Pluto and Capricorn from 2008 to 2024, Neptune has been in Pisces from 2011 and remains there until 2026. Whereas in the previous period of 1762 to 1778, it was in Virgo. And then in Pluto's passage from 1516 to 1532, it was in Pisces, like in our period. That indicates to me that our time of 20, 2008 to 2024 is much more like the 1500s than the 1700s. Our time is more Piscean in nature while the 1700s was more Virgoian. What might that mean? For me, the periods of with Neptune and Virgo would mean more about order and structure, more critical with regards to the shifts of faith that were occurring in the 1700s. Whereas in the 1500s, as now with Neptune and Pisces for us, I would see that as most likely to produce the widest swings in matters of belief and faith of dreams and fears. For while Neptune is in Pisces, the boundaries between the various realms of life and meaning are more protean and permeable. Certainly in Europe in the 1500s, the split of the Catholic Church into numerous Protestant faiths 
along with the rise of a new political economy, was accompanied by extreme expressions of fervent devotion and tremendous divisions between peoples and faiths as to what constituted truth and what was real. That struggle over the phenomenal architecture, where the very nature of good and evil, of right and wrong, of light and darkness, well, that seems to be prevailing again in our time, whereas the crisis in the 1700s presented itself as a struggle about the political order of the struggle between an order with the hierarchy of king and subjects versus the right to self-determination. In our time, as in the 1500s, it seems that the divisions between individuals and groups has a more extreme quality and that it is characterized by a fundamental split as to the nature of reality itself. There are so many competing stories of what is true versus half-truths versus what is seriously delusional that we cannot even agree to listen to one another and we certainly do not understand one another. The structure of will and power in any construct is made meaningful, believable, and true by the faith and dreams of that time. For the Plutonian will to work, it must be guided, shaped, and yet equally restrained by the Neptunian message of the divine, which is ultimately experienced as unconditional love. When this balance breaks down, as we see all around us now, we find a world where institutions fail to fulfill their mission, and the people see the promise of a better world forsaken. And we equally see the authorities charged with the responsibilities to address the needs of the times, failing to do enough of what is right for the common good, or abusing their power for selfish ends. Hope is lost in the fog and confusion of a world that no longer makes sense or works. As William Butler Yeats famously wrote in his poem, The Second Coming, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. We will see what the next passage of Neptune will bring when it makes the shift from Pisces into Aries in 2026. Just as Pluto in Aquarius indicates the great work of building a new order will have begun, that rebirth of Pluto will be guided and inspired, as it also was in the 1500s, by Neptune's movement through Aries. To complete the overview of our present time, we need to bring in the third avatar of the triad of spirit, which is Uranus. It is the purpose of Uranus to hold the innovative, creative, and mindful nature of spirit. As much as Neptune rules and holds the questions of faith, Uranus brings in the counterpoint of reason and critical thinking. Together, they hold the energy forms of the reasoning mind and the intu intuitional spirit. They can also be seen as the holders of the integral relationship between individuality, Uranus, and communality, Neptune. Both these qualities are necessary, but they vary in their intensity and integration, sometimes in balance with one another, and sometimes one prevailing is more dominant 
in different societies and times. As we have noted many times, Uranus's position during this period seems significant too, as it is moving through the sign of Taurus from 2018 to 2026. Taurus is the vessel of value, and from it we've eventually come to understand that what stands behind all measures and manifestations of value is the one everlasting value, divine unconditional love. That everything and every being is a spark of the divine, and all are precious in the love that is the one. What this means as Uranus moves through Taurus is that our understanding and experience of value is being shook up by Uranus, which is also known as the ruler of shocks, surprises, and earthquakes. Uranus shakes us and breaks us from our attachments to lesser understandings, in this case with regards to the question of our values and the hierarchy of our values, not to harm and disturb us, but to wake us up, to make us open our eyes with wonder again. Uranus is the liberator, and it helps us to be free from self-made filters that limit our understanding. It brings the gift of an open mind so that we might see once again with the eyes of a child. I have also noted that Uranus holds a special relationship of correspondence with Neptune that is similar to the harmonics of Neptune with Pluto, in that one orbit of Neptune equals two orbits of Uranus. Uranus is in Taurus every 84 years or so, and the last times were 1935 to 42, 1851 to 1859, and 1768 to 1775. In world history, and certainly for American history, those years stand out as moments when earthquakes shook the world of ideas for the concepts of value. For our period, this time is most like uh, our own is the one of 1851 to 1859, which was the lead up to the Civil War. And that is the last time that Neptune was in Pisces while Uranus was in Taurus. Once again, we have the alternation of Neptune being in Pisces or Virgo while Uranus is moving through Taurus. Once again, we are at a time that bears a striking resemblance to another time in history and much the same themes as to how we value one another are before us once again. In our present time, we are once again faced with the Plutonian realm of will and power breaking down institutionally so that the hierarchy of order and responsibility fails and individuals and groups assume their own authority to challenge the existing order, to wield their uncentered and so unspiritual power, laying claim to rights that are not rooted in truth, as, for example, seen in the seditious mob shouting as they stormed the Capitol on January 6th, saying, this is our house. We find that the Neptunian realm of faith and belief no longer held together by a functioning hierarchy 
of institutional structures, devolving into each person and group, assuming their right to be the determiner of what is true or false. And so our common understanding is broken and half-truths rooted in fear fuel an atmosphere filled with suspicions, mistrust, and isolation. Finally, the gift of Uranus, of having the capacity to think outside the ordinary, to be a contrarian, devolves into unmoored assertions of fictions as fact, as a veritable tsunami of lies swamps the realm of the mind, so that the act of being contrary is not to help free one another's minds, but is used as a battering ram to sow confusion and doubt where nothing is true and so everything becomes impossible. Given where we are, what are we to do? I do have hope, as I do know that humans have faced the darkest of hours and still found their way back into the light. Why? Because the light never left, nor will it ever go out. The light of the one is at the heart of each and every one of us. We only need to remember who and what we are, and that we act on that understanding. We, in all that we do, we must remain centered and purposeful with the wisdom that begins with this. The universe is formed by love and is made of truth. When we do stand fast and aligned with our spirit, we know that there is truth and it is love. We know that there is hope because we have faith. We know that our faith is not rooted in a teaching or a book, but it is instead a living faith founded upon the spark of the divine shining in every one of us. When we listen to that quiet, gentle voice reminding us of who we are, then we will know what to do and how to do it. We are on the path of light, and that light is love. Okay, um, I, you're all waiting there very patiently, and uh, I do want to turn to all of you, but as always, I forget to uh, take my sips of tea as I'm talking here, and my throat is very dry, so I must take a sip uh, right now uh, and then come back to all of you. Um, well, I hope, I hope those words, those thoughts um, resonate for you all, and um, and I know we've been going through. Oh gosh, I don't know. We've been going through so much for so long. I don't know where it begins or ends, but it seems like uh, we just think it can't get worse, and then it then we get get surprised again. Um, and we're hoping we're hoping that we'll see that turning in the not too distant future to um, a better time, a more a more um, a faith-filled time and a loving time. Um, but that's, that's on all of us. So we have to be that change if we're going to see it happen. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn to all of you now and uh, trying to go in the order that seemingly lines up here for, um, 
for the, the, the list of callers, and I'll call on this first caller. And I'll, again, I ask you to give me your first name, if you will. You can give me your whole name if you want, but just your first name and your question. And if it's about your chart or someone else's chart, give me their, the date of birth and the time of birth, if you have it, and the place of birth. And I'll also state as I'm clicking on each uh, person to bring you live uh, the area code so you know who I might be referring to so you're ready because I know you've been waiting for some time. So I'm calling on someone in area code 904. Um, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello. Are you Hello. there? Hello. I'm here. Okay. Who's, Hi. Who's you? <laughs> who is this? This is Stacy. Hi, Stacy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Sure. Okay. Do you um, have a question? He, I'll give you my birth chart, I guess. It's okay, 1216, sure. 1216, 1216, 72, 8.30 okay. p.m. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. 1216. Hold on. 1216. Oh. 20, what year again you said? 72. 72, thank you. And you said what time? 8.30 p.m. 8.30 p.m., okay. And the city? Spanish Town. Spanish Town, okay. And where is that? What, what city or country? I mean, Jamaica. Is that? Jamaica. In okay, Jamaica. Great. Yep, got it. And there we go. Okay. And I've got your chart. Have you ever had your chart done before? Yes, I have. Okay, good. So you know you're a Sagittarius with your moon in Taurus and you have Leo rising. That sounds all familiar, I'm assuming. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the Taurus and the thing. I keep forgetting that, Taurus and Leo. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, you've got the, it, well, you're Sag, but you're, you're, which is great, <laughs> and your son's in the fifth house, and you've got Leo, the fifth sign, rising. So that's... There's an aura about you in terms of your creative spirit and your, your, your regal nature. There's royalty there. That's the that, that, that's sort of energy form you get with that double Leo vibration in your chart. But your moon is at the very top of your chart. If someone ran outside when you were born and looked up, there would have been the moon right overhead. <laughs> and, and it would have been pretty, pretty, pretty full. And when the moon is at the top of the chart, it means your life, your emotional life, very much rises and falls with your position in the world in terms of your responsibilities and your work or your position in your community. Um, you're, you're very much, you get a lot of your emotional support from that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's, what's your question? Okay. I wanted to see what, you know, direction, like, for... Uh, whether um, I'm torn between working for myself or working with someone or doing both, but I'm I'm just like feeling so stagnant right now. I need to make a move, but I'm just stagnant. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, that that happens sometimes. We're often when people say. Uh, to me, Bill, I don't know what to do. I, I want to do something, but I can't decide. I say, then it's clearly not a time to decide yet, <laughs> because okay. when we're confused, when we're confused, it means things have not gotten to the point where there is a the proper path ahead yet. Either we're not sure of where we're going or how to get there. And 
I, I, I have to tell you, Stacy, you're at one of those great moments. Um, and I call them great because this is when one of those three outer planets, that planet Neptune, is going back and forth over your sun for this year and into next year. Oh, okay. And that is a time where you thought you knew who you were, and you do, but now you realize, but maybe I don't. <laughs> and so I'm a little confused as to what's going on here. My goodness, I'm in my 50s, right? I should know. I'm in the 40s, going on 50s. I should know by now. And the universe is there to tell you, you do not yet know who you really are fully. And there's more to you than meets the eye. And you have to sort of let go of too much of an assumption and look around for other possibilities. This is the time to dream and to wander and to reimagine who you are. It's, it's, mm. it's, uh, I, it's a wonderful time for spirituality and going out and being with nature or going and doing spiritual things helps to center and ground us at all times, but especially at a time like this. Um, it's great for creativity amazing inspirations come in the time of Neptune to the sun. And given you have that sun in that creative house, and a house that often means you are the star of your own show, uh, and therefore having your own business is certainly something you're quite capable of doing, so it's not a bad choice. Um, Most of us do things and find meaning in life by collaboration and combination, so certainly that doesn't mean you won't work with others as well. Um, but Sagittarius is a very independent energy, okay? Um, and, and again, what's troubling right now is that the way ahead or the clarity of the way ahead is now come down with a case of being in a somewhat of a fog, okay? If, mm-hmm. if you came to me right now and said, Bill, I've got a plan, I'm going to do this, this is exactly where I'm going, I'd say, Stacy, cut it out. <laughs> I'd say, Stacy, you're just wanting to say that, but you're not really owning or believing that because right now you're meant to question. You're meant to search. Um, you're meant to open up your creative imagination and stretch it. That's what this time is for, okay? Okay, okay. But, right. but there are serious things happening in relationships right now. Saturn's moving through your seventh house which it moved into last year even, and maybe a little bit before the year before, and through this year. And so for these several years of 21, 22 into 23, you will make very serious decisions about relationship and partnership and need to weigh each alliance, beginning of a a relationship or ending of it seriously because you're making very serious decisions right now about relationships and partnerships. Okay. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank I wish you. I could say I wish I could say yes or no, but but right now the universe is saying you have to keep dreaming and imagining. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay. Um let's see. I think this person, I believe you were next. You're on with Bill, Hello. area code 860. Hello? Hi, Bill. How are Hello, you? who's this? I'm okay. It's Amla. <laughs> Hi, Amla. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, considering all that's going on in the world. Yes, I mean. I know. It, 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 I I love it, it, I love what you said. <laughs> I mean, it was well 
written, whatever. That was amazing. I really love your introduction. Thank, Thank you. you I, I try to, I, I, I always try to think of what am I going to talk about? And then it starts pouring out of me and I have to jot down notes and make notes and write an outline. And, you know, it just helps because I could just ramble on here, but it's good to make yes. it tight, tighter and more cogent. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what can I do for so you? True. Thank you. What, what can I do um, for you today? Sure. Um, it's funny. I have the same exact birthday as the previous caller, but it's a different <laughs> year. It's a different yes. year. It's the okay. year after, so it's twelve, twelve, sixteen, seven, three. Yes, I've, I've, I have. I, I've just pulled you up because I had you in the database from before. So, so I'm looking at your chart, and yes, nine four four a.m. Yeah, yeah, and if you're asking that, yes. yeah, that's what I got. And if you're wondering if you have the same influences operating as that previous caller, the answer is yes. <laughs> you it are is. okay. You know, yeah. Okay. Even though my movement and my rising is different, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, actually, it, what happens here, Amla, is it's even more serious than what was Stacy's experience. Because remember, you're born with your sun and moon exactly 90 degrees apart from one another. It's a waning square of the moon catching up to the sun. So whenever okay. something usually is going over your sun, it's also then making a contact to your moon. And that means you're okay. having not just Neptune on your sun, squaring your sun. Right now, Neptune's opposite your moon. Okay. Amla, this is a year you will not forget in terms of possibilities of dreaming and imagining and awakening. But you okay. will definitely have moments of great doubt and confusion this year for certain. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a Yeah. yeah. And again, you, you have to have a sense of humor. We have to realize that the universe is not out to get us, though sometimes it feels like it. Um, and there are ways of anchoring and stabilizing yourself as we go through this alteration that this is offering us. It's, it's making us more subtle. It's making us more intuitive. It's opening up our special ESP abilities or whatever, making us more, you know, clairvoyant or whatever you want to call it. But you need then to ground yourself even more by being around things that are everlasting, more or less, in terms of beauty in nature and beauty in the human made world and you know walking yeah. in the forest or walking on the beach or walking in a museum these are not luxuries these are necessities this year for you yes yes i just okay. i just came back from florida and the beach therapy i i really needed it it was a heck of a six months that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're, yeah. yeah and again, in Neptune also, this previous call, if they're still listening, um, it has a strong effect upon us on all levels, including the physical. And so when Neptune's going over the sun, you find, and to the moon, and you've got both, you'll find that my sensitivity to substances, foods, and things I put on my body, yes. in my body, drug, drugs and medicine, it's all gone screwy. Um, yes. And so you, so you have to realize I'm going to an altered time, and therefore, normally I could have several cups of coffee and I wouldn't even flinch, but now I have half a cup of coffee and I'm shaking, or the yes. opposite. No matter how much coffee I drink, yes. I, can't, I can't get that buzz. Uh, it just, that kind of stuff happens. You can have allergies come or they go. Um, your sleep cycle gets interrupted, so normally when you were getting, going to bed and getting up was a set time, now it's getting yes. altered, Okay. Yes. So you just have to roll yes. with it. If you feel like taking a nap at three in the afternoon, just close your eyes for five minutes. 
Okay. <laughs> okay, that's and, great. And if that's and if you're sweet. wide awake at three in the morning, if you're wide awake at three in the morning, say, okay, I'm awake. Get up and just read something or do something until you feel sleepy again. Then go back to bed. That because makes the spirit. I do. Yeah. I do have a question. Um, is it yeah. the same yeah. as this, the previous caller as far as um, relationships this year? How does that look? Well, yeah. Well, because it's affecting who you are. So I'm trying to clear up where do I want to need, and it's definitely affecting friendships in your life because your son's in that house of friends and your community okay. experiences. But because it's also going over your moon, that very much affects your relationships with family members and with women uh, where there could yes. be more confusion um, and yes. misunderstandings. And, and the thing with misunderstandings yes. is they often start with an error that isn't corrected. Like I said something and you didn't react the way I think and I just you know, shrug it off, and then it happens again. And ha- before we know it, we're deep into a hole of great misunderstanding. Uh, so, okay. so try to repair okay. errors and don't let things slide, and you won't yes. dig yourself into a problem with somebody or a group or something, okay? Yes, yes, that makes complete sense. Wow. So there's no real relationship, though, this year? Well, no, this, this, no, or, well, no it, it, what Neptune does, it opens us up. And so if we have become let's say, more resistant or fearful or defensive about relationships, our defenses go down. And we may meet some dreamy thing now, but we have to realize no one's a dream, they're a human. And even though they may look better than, they may look great, and they could be great, but of course they're going to reveal their ordinariness eventually. So the real test of any relationship started now will come when you move out of this glamour phase and see them in the true light. You go, oh, oh, gee, they're not, they're not Lancelot or whatever. They're not a knight in shining armor. Right. They're a yes. human. And, and then if you get through that test, then you'll be fine. Um, right. But yes, be careful you don't deceive yourself. Um, Got it. That's the That's the trick with Neptune. We project what we want or what we fear upon other people, and then they take that on, but that's not who they really are. Exactly. Um, exactly. So we have to be no, careful. No, but I think that... Be- I think the sad in me, the truth teller, the writer, I could see a lot through all the whateverness. So I think I'm yeah. in good shape. I, I have had a lot of practice, <laughs> that's for sure. And my journey of yeah. losing my vision has really been, I've really seen people for who they are. I don't have that right. distraction of being somebody. So anyway, but okay. yeah, thank yeah. you so yeah, much. No, no. You're very welcome. It's good to talk to you again and, and be well and take Again, enjoy nature and whatever art forms, music, you know, whatever it is. Yes. You need these things now. Okay? Oh, I so do. I really do. Okay. I'm really out there now. Thank you so much. It was so helpful. Happy okay, summer to you're you. You're welcome. Okay. okay, happy summer okay. to you, Emma. Yep. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Okay. Um and let's see. I'm going down the list here. I think again it's in order, hopefully. Um, area code 305, you're on with Bill. Who's this? This is Deanna. Good afternoon, Bill. Hello, Deanna. How are you doing? Well, really happy that I connected with you today. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been away, as I said, was I was traveling and then coming back to a, a lot of work. And there's a lot of, I don't want to get into it, a lot of family stuff going on in my world, too, that I'm having to also try to manage. So it's been all hands on deck. Um, but anyways, how are you managing? What's going on with you? Uh, not managing well at all and uh, okay. imminent operation. 
Okay. Pain I think what, when we spoke last time, I think we spoke uh, probably my last show, right, in April when I because I didn't exactly. do one in May, and you were yeah. dealing with the possibility or of a surgery or something, and and I forget where they're doing the surgery. Did you say whether what this is happening for? Well, or you prefer I, not to be on the phone. The testing. I went through yeah. the testing, and I have yet to meet with a doctor. Lots of things blocked away. You did tell me to call you, but things did not work out, so maybe I'll try okay. to call you soon. But I was just okay. wondering about this week. This week, uh, do you see any major events going on in my sky chart? Okay, right, let me just... Okay, let me just see if there's any. I'll, I'll, I'll look. I'll do the major transits here because that's that's comes up quickly, and then I can see if there's anything else within that that I can pull out. But let's just go to the the big ones, which is looking at Pluto, which is making its passage over your Jupiter, but it's not exact right now. But we can talk about that. Um, Uranus is. This week, what is today? Today, I'm forgetting, we're on the 12th, right? The 12th. Um, May, yeah, May 12th. Um, June 12th. Actually, this week, um, the, 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 this week, the June. planet Uranus, yeah, yeah, June. This, this week, um, the planet Uranus makes the first of three alignments to your Saturn, which is your rising planet, I believe. Um, no. And, and oh, uh, well, you're Mars and Saturn. You're, you have Mars and then Saturn. So, you know, but you have, you have Saturn as one of your rising planets. And Neptune, I mean, Uranus is the agent in this positive aspect of Saturn that says something innovative, something new spiritually or scientifically is coming along to sort of influence or alleviate some challenge that you're facing in terms of reality. So that means there's something, some opening may be coming here where something may be offering a release of some of the, the challenge you're faced with or a solution to it in some respects. That's what this would indicate. Um, so that looks good. Um, let's look at Jupiter because that's the supporting star in, in here. And it's not making any contact of note right now. Let me just see where everything is dynamically um, where all these other more inner planets are. Um, Mercury is yet to reach the top of your chart, but it will get there. Let me just see if coming up in the coming week. Well, Mercury does return to Gemini tomorrow and then, or later today, tomorrow, and gets into your 10th house by next Tuesday, the 21st, and coming close to your moon. So there's definitely a lot of messaging and communications that are, in the offing and coming to line up in your chart over the next week or so um, that could be helpful and supportive to you. That's what I see. Um, Bill. Yeah. May I call you this week? Sure. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here more, more than not. And I have more time more than I had in previous weeks. So that's definitely a possibility. Okay. Thank you, because this is like, you know, make or break week for me in every okay, sense. Okay, good. Well, Not just physically, okay. but in every No, sense. no, yeah. Thank you very okay. much. And leave me, okay, leave sure, me sure. listening. Well, I love, I love okay. to hear you. you know. oh, okay, sure, sure. I'll, I'll put you on mute. That's all. Okay, I'll speak to you then later this week, Deanna. Deanna. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. God bless. Yep. Bye.
Um, okay, so again, I think I'm going down this list, so let's try again. Um, someone calling from area code 216. You're on with Bill. Yes, hello. hello. My name is Patricia. Okay. Thank you for Hi, taking my call. Sure. Have you called Hi. before? Uh, I believe I have. Uh, my date of birth is uh-huh. July 16th, 1958. I have it. Yes, there it is. I've got you in. I've got you. Good. Okay. What can I do for you, Patricia? Um. I'm <laughs> so many things. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Regarding my, yeah, but I know I have to decide on one. Um, is my move? I'm relocating, relocating uh, to the southwest, New Mexico. Right. And I have scheduled so many times, so I'm scheduling. Uh, when will it be the best? right time with the planets aligned. I was thinking of August. Was it July or August of this year? Right. Well, I, I do well, see I'm that. We, 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 yeah, well, we did speak about this before, I remember, and it was beginning on July the 10th of this year that the progressed moon, which is one of the major timekeeping elements of we use in astrology, is moving into your sixth house, which is the house of order lifestyle and the way we arrange our life so you are most certainly in a year where the focus of your life is i need to move more more to a life that makes sense a life that's workable a life that's sustainable and therefore i need to make those inner changes to take care of myself but also the outer arrangements of my life because the purpose of this whole period that you're going through is to go through a healing and to bring peace into your life, uh, less discord, less disharmony, more harmony and balance. So that certainly indicates that starting the second week of July and going forward, this is when this should be happening or this is when this is favored for you. Um, so it doesn't mean you couldn't have done it sooner and you t- don't have to go on July the 10th. Certainly you can go any time after that, but certainly that's when I would expect this energy to begin taking hold in your chart. Okay? Yeah. No, I'm just determining the cities and towns in New Mexico that would be right. And if they have all the resources and, you know, uh, qualities that I would need. Okay. Right, well, right, right. right. I, well, I, 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 I often go to New Mexico, especially the Santa Fe area, because that's, that's where I actually was in May uh, for one trip. And um, it's a beautiful area, of course, like most of the Southwest, they're drying out. And when I was there, I not only looked at the weather forecast every day, which is not a big deal usually in Santa Fe, I also looked at the smoke forecast every day. Uh, which isn't a normal thing. Um, so, so there are pluses and minuses to that region. Certainly, and, you know, it's beautiful sunshine many days of the year. But you want to make sure wherever you're going that the water supply is well assured. Don't get into a region where that's in jeopardy. Um, and you know, there are only right. a few major cities really in Santa Fe. Santa Fe, and I mean, in, in New York, Santa Fe and Albuquerque is the big city. Um, but you know, um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful area for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my inner guidance when I wake up and I hear an inner voice say, "Look south 
of Berlin, then west, and then a little north. And it's like, oh, gee. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Let me let me. There's a thing we can do. There's one more thing we can do, and there. I mean, many things we can do, but a part of a whole part of a branch of astrology is called what we call astrocartography, um, which in in that regard we look at a person's chart and map out on the plan, on the on the map of the world. Uh, where their lines are, their lines of where the planets were rising or setting or their aspects or midpoints. So I'm just looking at, um, right now in your chart, looking at New Mexico just for arguments so to see what's going on there. Um, and is it, what is the major impetus or determination as to why you're making this move? Is it a health-related move? It's about spirituality? Yeah. It's about... I'll be honest, uh, we started last year like I'm being pulled and called there. I don't have any okay. family there, no friends, nothing. Okay. And okay. I visited Arizona. I didn't think Phoenix was it. And, in fact, I mm-hmm. think it might be on the border between New Mexico and Phoenix. But, you New know, Mexico, hey. <laughs> between, between, I mean, the western part of New Mexico or the, or, well, it, there's, there, as you go west in New Mexico, there's very few big cities. Um, there's Gallup in the northwest right. and Farmington far north. The, the bigger, mm-hmm. more developed cities would be Santa Fe, which is the capital and has a vibrant, many-layered culture of arts and sciences and new agey people and many things. It's, but it's, it's pricey to live there to find you know, what's reasonable. Yes, and then Albuquerque, yes, and Albuquerque is a big city uh, with all the services that imply, but also like a, like a spreading city like any in modern America. So it depends. Right. Uh, just, a little, just a little north of Santa Fe, you've got, um, you know, um, a bunch of little towns, and then you've got Taos, and those are beautiful areas, and you're within not too long a drive to get to Santa Fe if you need help or something. So just keep looking and certainly... Shoot me an email if you want some more ideas, but uh, but you know, follow your heart for sure. And you are in a time when finding that place of peace is the number one thing that you're directed to do right now. Okay. Yes, definitely. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a good day. Okay, welcome. You too, Patricia. Be well. Bye. Thanks. Okay. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, Looking at the list here, trying to see who else we might want to speak to. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who have I called on here. Uh, I think I haven't talked to this person, I don't believe. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Is that Erica 914? Sure, yeah, sure. Thank Who's you this? so much for taking the call. My name is Catherine. Okay. Have you called before, Catherine? I think a long time ago, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, and and uh, then, do I have your information? What which what's your birth date? Maybe six twenty six seventy five. Yes, I have you here. Yeah. There we, let me let me bring that into the the current charts. Um, Thanks. And, okay. And um, what can I do for you? Um, I have work on my mind. I want to approach a few people. Um, to get like support for my projects, backing for my projects, to invite them to collaborate with me. And I was wondering if this week is the right time, the following week. Um, just any information I guess you could give me about that kind of um, 
working relationship. I'd appreciate it. Sure. Um, well, you know you're born with both your sun, which is the center of the life, and Saturn, the, the planet of responsibility and duty and how we structure our life. They're together in both in Cancer, early for the sun and later for Saturn, in the eighth house of unions and combinations and joint ventures. And then you have, wow. which is the natural house of Scorpio, and then you have Scorpio as your rising sign. So, Kate, Kate are, you, are you Catherine or Katie? Because I, I thought it was um, you, you go by Catherine. Oh, either one. Either okay, one. so 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 uh, Catherine, you're 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 like a like a Scorpio by nature, <laughs> meaning you're all about you're you're all about how do we combine together to do things and make things, and you could not yeah. imagine doing things without conjunctions and combinations and bling, bringing people and things together to make something or to make something happen. Um, and, and that's all great. And the sun now, of course, you're coming to your birthday, and that means in about six more days, the sun will enter that house and remain there for the next 40 days or so, 35 days. And that means this is the time of the year, every year in your life, where I really should focus on this joint venture combination kind of stuff because it's my time of the year, which is always my time to do this because my son's there, but now the sun's back there again, lighting that area up in my life. In a way, you can look at a person's chart month after month, and where the sun is is what they're focusing on for that month. You're focusing on joint ventures and combinations starting in six days. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it will last for the next 36 days, roughly. So that's how long it's in there. So definitely. Um, and, and to make it even more significant, roughly starting about three months or so ago, your progressed moon, which is really significant for all of us, but especially for cancer, since the moon is the ruler of cancer, your moon moved into the sign of Scorpio um, and will be there for the next couple of years. And so this is definitely a time where you're seeking deeper connections, deeper unions, deeper joint ventures. Right now, it's in the house of social ideals, companionships, and friendships. So anything to do with working with community organizations or working with friends or in those kind of collaborations would be certainly something to really look long and hard at for you, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Good. yeah. So we go. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, good luck yeah. with that. Okay. And then, and, and, and just move, move forward, you know, get it all ready, but start moving forward in about six, seven days. It should be good. Wow. Wow. Perfect timing. Yes, it is. It's perfect timing. Well, good luck to you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really okay. appreciate it. Okay. Be well. It. Sure. Thank Have you. a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, um, I know the time's running out, but I'm going to call on one more person here. Um, let's see. Um, let's go to, go to this person. Hello, you're on with Bill. Hello. Who is this? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I, I do hear you. I hear somebody. Yes, I do. Who's this? Yeah. Oh, my name is Ashil. I've spoken to you one time. So you missed yes, my yes. Oh, yes, and I, and I realized uh, after we had spoken that I, I'm so glad you called, uh, that I had incorrectly entered the chart. 
um, in terms of what, what, what longitude latitude was using. I mean, much of what I said, your chart was true no matter what, but I've got the correct one here. So let me help you today. Oh, <laughs> what can I do okay. for you today? Okay. Um, you know, just see what's coming up, especially in my love life. I'm ready, you know, I'm single. I'm, you know, I'm ready to start dating. So see what's going on. Okay. And again, that says 10 seconds or it did to me. So it's going to cut us off, but it's not going to cut us off. We can keep talking. So don't worry about that. Okay. Um, okay. As far as the experience of love and relationship, well, of course, that's one of the center, central experiences of, of Leo, of course, um, which is not all about being seen for who one is and loving one another for who we are. That's the experience of, of, of Leo and, and at the heart of all of our lives. We all have Leo someplace. But certainly, uh, let me just see what's happening in your chart right now, getting all the planetary motions um, laid out for me to see what's happening. And there we go. Okay, so right now, well, beginning, beginning in February, Ashio, uh, your moon, that's the inner measure of time, moved into the sign of Pisces which is the last sign of the zodiac and deals with our faith and our dreams and our confrontation of our fear with our fears. Um, but it's the most romantic sign. It's a time when we are in our emotional nature, our emotional skin has become much thinner, much more permeable, and we're more capable of, of compassion, of empathy, of understanding, which is a good thing because sometimes we are, we, we, we hold ourselves back too much or we're too aggressive. We're not being, we're being un, too sensitive or insensitive. And now the moon is going to be altering all this and saying, whatever it is you've been like, you're in a different state now. And you're dreaming about a different kind of an emotional experience now. And because of that, some rather different experiences in your emotional life can probably happen. So this is a time of heightened sensitivity um, much more being drawn to inspiration and imaginary things and dreaminess. Um, so all that says to me, this is not a bad time with regards to moving into a more romantic phase of one's life. The challenge will be more than anything, more than anything else at this time, um, what's happening in your mental life, your thought forms, because you have Gemini rising that's your rising sign. And your Venus is in Gemini, so you want to be a Gemini. You want to love like a Gemini. So it's all about mind. It's all about intelligence. It's all about communication when it comes to my partner, that we have to have a meeting of the minds. But this is the year that Saturn is going opposite your Mercury in your own chart, which means this is the year that your mind will be tested and that people will, might, you might say something and someone's going to challenge that. And normally we might just dismiss this or, or walk away from them or not want to engage because I don't want to hear with somebody who's going to disagree with me. But this is the year to celebrate and enjoy trying to work things out with other people that when someone says one thing and I say another, it doesn't end there. Let's talk about this. Let's figure out where we do agree and what we disagree upon and maybe find we're really not in disagreement, but at first glance we were. So your mind's being tested this year to stay flexible and open, to listen a little harder, to not be reflexively defensive, or to give into to somebody too easily, but let's keep talking, basically. So the thing is also when Saturn's on Mercury, don't let your mind go negative, meaning become fearful, become doubtful, like that mind, like you get stuck with a thought in your head and you can't shake it out, 
you have to be bigger than this, stronger than this, and say, I'm going to think good thoughts. I'm going to be positive. Just keep working at that. And lo and behold, over time, my mind clears out these doubtful, fearful thoughts, and I am more able to go for and get what I want, in this case, a possible relationship or something like that. Okay? Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But you're in a romantic time, believe me. <laughs> and you, okay. And, I mean, Leo, Leo is one of, the, one of the signs of romance, and the other sign of romance is Pisces. You are a Leo, and now your progressment is in Pisces. So, for goodness sake, have some romance in your life now. Yeah, well, I hope so, especially this summertime. You have to be it. Hold that thought. Hold that feeling. Be romantic, and you can make romance. Okay? Sounds good. Okay. Be well. Be well, Ashiel. I'll but, talk to you again, okay? All right. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Oh, okay, everyone, that's all we have time for now, but I will be back in the next few weeks. I'm hoping to do one before the end of June, but my calendar is just crazy. So it might be the beginning of July once again, um, but I'll be back and I'll take your calls then and we'll have another topic. I want to continue talking about some of the things we talked about today, but with more uh, involvement in looking at particular other countries or our country and other countries to see what's going on. So all the best to all of you. Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, and I'll see you soon. Bye.